0: Your net worth is defined by your network. So the five people that you surround yourself with are usually determinant of your success. And I've had people, they've been jettisoned because they certainly were not contributing to my growth. For everybody out there, if you have a group of friends that are not helping you grow, it doesn't make any sense to be with them anymore. Get ready to tune in to stories of average men striving for greatness, to become the leaders that are needed in their homes, in their career, and their communities. This is the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast.
1: What's up, guys? It's Scott with Brotherhood of Fatherhood. Today I have with me Eric Mitchell, and we're going to talk about some some real stuff. It's going to be awesome. But first, I want to give a shout-out to Bonefrog Coffee. Uh, if you've not tried this, it's effing awesome. Like, I don't even know <laughs> how to explain how good this is, and I'm not just saying this. I met the owner, Tim, and his staff Uh phenomenal people. The purpose behind this is phenomenal. But most importantly, from the very start, they partnered with some of the top coffee roasters in the world um, and uh, and did it right from the start. So they sent me some of this and it's it's ridiculously good. And I, I like coffee. In fact, I have black coffee. You, you probably can't see it. Oh, I spilled it on my desk. So I have black coffee here from Bonefrog. In my Brotherhood of Fatherhood mug, now on my desk in a pile. Eric, what a fun show for you! To jump, drop right into where I ju- dump coffee all uh, over my desk. It's real, doing, brother. I love it. <laughs> so I'm going to be doing this whole interview with this puddle in front of me, which is, which is uh, going to be an interesting, an interesting experience. I'm sure I will stick my hand in it at least once. But so I'll just lick my hand. So if you guys are watching this, you get a little bit of an entertainment, otherwise, because I love coffee. And I saw you, you have your mug too. <laughs> Rad. You know, I want to tell a story about these mugs. This is the way I start. So um, I didn't just like buy mugs to put my logo on. And some people don't understand, like these are like, you know, your, your coffee shop size. Some guys are like, I want a man mug, a big mug. But here's the reason I picked these. I did all this research and these are the kind the restaurants use because if you drop them, they don't break. They're super resilient. And I was like, oh, that's a load of malarkey, but I'm going to get them anyway. I've dropped these so many times and they just bounce off the ground and they're ceramic. They're your typical mug. So that's why I got them. They got to be they got to be manproof. Like if you drop it, uh, it's got to it's got to last. So um, I don't have many of these left. So if you want one, guys, you need to you need to shoot me a message. So thanks. Thanks for I man. I love it. And the shirt. Oh, you're wearing your shirt. That's kick ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, those are comfortable. They aren't really they? are. Holy cow. Holy cow. I love that. I love that blend. It's a tri blend shirt. And I think I only have like eight of them left. And that's it. That's all. I got a whole new line of designs I'm coming out with. And that traditional OG Brotherhood of Fatherhood shirt, that's it.
0: I so love it. if you got one, you got one. Uh, what's up, brother? Oh, uh, wow. I, uh, I was so, so glad to talk to you about, you know, just life in general and how things, how quickly things change, you know, it, and it doesn't matter what, <clears throat> what season of life you're in. I've noticed, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready to turn the double nickels 55 in December, uh, and wow. with a 12 year old son and just a lot of really amazing things have happened in them. Literally Scott, like the last month of change wow. and, and that, you know, I think that that's an important thing for everybody to realize it can happen very quickly, but trying to turn what you kind of perceive as obstacles in your life into these kind of like even life-changing opportunities that happen. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I got really
1: pumped up when I talked to you because yeah. we hopped on the phone. We talked about podcasting, yeah. of course, which I Huge. love. Um, but uh, but then we, you started kind of just telling, well, you actually started that way. You just started telling me what was going on because I asked and I'm like, this is what we need. We need men to take obstacles head on, stop sticking your tail between your legs, wh- or <laughs> whatever term you want to yeah. use, and and get to it. And, and I'm going to tell my bison story again because I'm going to tell it. it every uh, every day of the year. I mean, I'm like on a mission. Yeah. The bison, when they see a storm coming, they know they have one job, and that is to run straight for it. Because if they run straight for it and through it, they will be in it for less time. And they will get through it with less damage. Cows, cattle, whatever you want to call them, will go the opposite way in fear. And they'll end up running with the storm and get battered and beaten and either come out ill or dead. Um, and so I have this thing is like, we we must be the bison. We must race towards the storm. Now, we got to do this with our brains. We got to be smart and... Um, How many times have you seen bison completely alone? I'm going to answer the question. Very rarely. They work, they go in herds. Even the males will stick back a little bit, but they're still within distance of that herd. Brotherhood is your herd. The brotherhood is your herd. You need to have men on your side going straight forward into the storm with you. Eric, you're going through a storm. And what I saw when I talked to you, what I heard, and I see it in your eyes when I talked to you is... I am triumphant because I've done this. So there you go. I've, I've led you in. So tell everybody what's going on because I'm like, you tell me one thing and then about your son and custody yep. and these things. And then you started, then you went into the business. I'm like, holy crap, that would have signlightened almost everybody I know having this business thing happen. And here you are doing this double thing and there's probably more to it. Than well, that.
0: you know, it's, it's so funny. The whole thing, you know, with my son, I, I can relate to this really incredible story you know, and I love by the way, I love the bison story. I've, I've been relating that one to my athletes for a Could long you. time. And storytelling is such a critical part of everything we do. And, you know, for any, you know, adult men out there, I think sometimes we, we, we don't, we won't connect necessarily with the culture we're around and how important culture really is. So even when I would do my, my NFL combine work with these guys, they would sit down and they'd, they'd say, "Wait, wait, we're not done yet, right? We're doing story time, right? We're going to do and ah. uh, that's so for all of us and what i love about and, and i've you know i've been really really diving into all your podcasts and and many other podcasts is is this this cultural feel how well you express culture so how how i get to that is so my son he, he at first was an eagles fan philadelphia eagles fan we grew up in the philadelphia area but i'm a big pittsburgh Steelers fan so please nobody you know, so, but, but I grew up with the great seventies team and it was my connection to my father and my father passed away when I was 18. And then all of a sudden this year, my son in the, in the, in the spring said, Hey, I think I'm a Steelers fan now.
1: This episode is brought to you by Dapper Guru. Dapper Guru are men products that help you look good while conquering the world. Let's face it, gentlemen, we should not be using our wife's soaps and oils and such. We should smell like men and use products developed specifically for men. My friend at Dapper Guru, Robert, created these products. He tests these products. He is the real deal. This is a veteran-owned, veteran-supported company. And the cool thing is, is if you go to that webpage and put in the code BROTHERHOOD, you will get 10% off all of your purchases. I use the products, my son uses the products, Josh uses the products you should be using the products. That's Dapper Guru. Check out the link in the podcast notes, go place an order, place a small order, check it out. Uh, and you will know why we use these products.
0: And I took him to his first game on Sunday, a a preseason game, because I wanted to test him, make sure that he would stay for a whole game. And he turned, he said to me, I love this. And he goes, wouldn't Papa Cliff Mm -hmm. be happy that I'm a Steeler fan right now? And I said, oh, I said, Cole, he, he, he is really happy that you are that you're a Steelers fan. I said, and to me, like for me, like there's a there's a real emotional and visceral connection to that team as to why I, I why I love that team. And it's not because of the Super Bowls and it's not it's there's something culturally connective to the that black and gold. And that's what I felt. Now, I, I, I look at it like, wow, my son. Who's you know Cole Clifton Mitchell? My dad's name is Cliff, so that's his middle name, and I get to be able to share that cool. with him, and that's so important to me. So for all of you out there, for me, I've been battling a uh, a difficult uh, ex-spouse with uh, custody, and things happened. I'm, I'm not going to get into everything that, and I have sole uh, I had emergency sole physical and legal custody of my son starting about two weeks ago, so that's an adjustment in itself having nine years of basically 50% custody and, you know, but now this is a big adjustment. It's the greatest thing ever to be able to be with my son and, uh, you know, all the time. And, you know, as things cycle through, we'll figure out how that's going to work where he, you know, of course he has to see his mother um, at some, uh, you know, and, and, but we got to make sure he's safe. And that's the key to everything right now. So while this was going on, guys, uh, also, I had made a big decision a couple of months ago, I, I own a Parisi Speed School and the training for Warriors in the Philadelphia area. And I've had that Parisi for 18 years and the training for Warriors for 11. And I had made a decision a while back that I wanted to kind of branch out, be a more independent license of those two brands. And I was, you know, with a in a facility, it didn't go well. It ended badly. And I decided with a snap of a finger, I'm out of there. And it's been over a month and I'm adjusting and growing. But you know what? A lot in the past, when I when I had bad situations with my business, think about this. I've gone to three facilities in 18 years and facility movements a big deal. And you're talking about big turf spaces, big gyms, everything where it's sports performance and leaving is tough. And I did that three times. So if anybody wants to talk about hmm. how to deal with business partners or what not to do, I, I certainly could write a book on that. Would love to talk to anybody about that situation. But uh, in the past, I would kind of get this a sense of depression and anxiety and it would it would hamper my movements. Not this time. This time, it literally hmm. snapped me out of my morass. And I was able to then connect and say, Hey, you know what? I can do this myself with these brands because I'm, I'm, I'm a brand ambassador for them and continue to grow. And I I mean, it's amazing. And then to branch out and do more motivational speaking. So all my clients, I've contacted them and they all own businesses and they're all saying, Hey, we need help with our sales team. You can do this. You can motivate them. You can make them, you know, set their goals and everything. And, I have embraced that. So while all this turmoil is going on, I'm not seeing it as that it is truly opportunities. I love this. So we have a saying in training for warriors, last set, best set. That's what you say at the end, mm. last set, best set. And one of my former, well, no, former students for training for warriors, she texted me and she said, you know, Eric, I'm really proud of you. You know, that you, you've recognized where your real talents are supposed to be expressed. She was, this is certainly not your last set. And the best set is best is is on its way. It's coming. So that's where I am, guys. <laughs> it's a yeah. lot, but that's big. Yeah, that's big. You know?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, there's a lot to unwrap there, sure. and where where I really want to start is probably something that perked a few guys' ears. Um, maybe some others, not so much. I can't relate to the fighting for your kid thing. You know, I've been married 26 years, and and in my opinion, in my wife's opinion, that's never changing. We're just going to keep adding years to it. And, but, but not everyone is so blessed and not everybody has been in, in that type of situation. Sure. And I'm not saying that as like, I'm better because my, my marriage has lasted longer. I'm saying that, um, not everybody has the same like w- way that we walk through sure. life and having custody is a big deal. Yeah. A lot of men really struggle. And, I think I would be remiss to say from everything I've seen, heard, and observed, there is an absolute bias. And I don't know that that's changing much. There's a bias for boys to be with moms and girls to be with moms. Eric, you you may or may not know this, but there's research about uh, boys specifically being pulled away from the home of their dad and the the actual longevity and the genetic DNA Buildup that happens over just even a few short years of not having dad around, and so the fact that you're sitting here fighting and being that 50 percent and being so involved, and then when things aren't great, you went you went to the table. Yeah. I mean, you, I, I'm, I'm sure it was not easy no. saying like, "Look, this is the situation. I've got to be, I've got to, um, I've got to take control here." So let's talk a little bit about that journey because I think some men are going, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I want my kids. My wife's wacky, or whatever." You know, there's. There's so many different elements of that, but what was that like? And, and,
0: you know, just talk us through that a little bit. So, I mean, when you're, when you're dealing with, you know, and I'm, and I'm never going to, I won't disparage his mother. I I would never do that. I think that's important. And the thing is that, but circumstances being circumstances, it was a long time in coming where the key for me was protecting him and making sure that he was taken care of in the way that he should be. Now, guys, listen, I have, I have a very strong bond with my son anyway. Uh, you know, people were saying, like, oh, that's your mini me. And I spent a lot of time in his his infancy and also his as a toddler where I spent a, a, a great deal of time. Guys, I took off every Wednesday uh, for probably six or seven years just to be with him and be able to, and say, like, look, no work. It's just coal time and to develop that bond with him. And it just the circumstances lend itself to what, where we are right now. And you're right, it was very difficult. In fact, my lawyer said she couldn't believe it when the order came back from, by the way, a female judge who you know looked at it and said that it's 100%, this is the way, this is what I want as a judge. So the circumstances of what the, the complaint was enough that the judge looked at that and said, no, it's this is a safer environment for him. Uh, and I, I'll tell you guys, it's the, the hard parts when you have a child that's not very fond of his 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 mother. And so mm-hmm. when that happens and all I'm going to always say is, you know, you, you need to talk to her. You have to respect her. You have to you know, tell her you love her. And whether he does or he doesn't. Um, it is respectful to do that at the time. And then when he's older, he'll make his own decisions as to what he'd like to do. He's 12 and it, uh, certain things he's got to do. Um, but the journey, don't, there was no snap decision. It was it was a, a it, it got to a boiling point where it just was unbearable to, keep, to continue. And I have a, a very strong partner in my life. She she's very much involved with Cole's life. I've been dating Karen for six years. And I don't say dating anymore. I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're together and she's very much involved in his life as well. And it just was a, finally for all those guys out there, it, it was one of the scariest things I ever did to finally pull that trigger. Because to be quite honest with you, I was a little bit of afraid of his mother. Uh, You know, I mean... Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> I was. So, you know, to be very honest with you, and it, it took a lot. But once I realized, wait a second, this is not about me in, in any way. It's not about a, a contest between two parents, because unfortunately, I think that's what a lot of times kids become pawns in a contest. I do, too. And, uh, I, I looked at it and said, when I finally had to have that discussion with his mother, I said, this is not about you. This is not about me. This is about the pro- Cole, and I'm going to do what I have to do to protect him. And yeah. that was the end of that. That's the last conversation I've had in a month. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
1: This, what you said there is that it, it was, it, your child wasn't a pawn. I think that's number one. Yeah. Number one for fathers fighting yeah. for more custody or any custody of their kid or even just to see them yeah. is don't make them a pawn. And I think that this, I think judges will see through that. Like, and, and you also talk about not speaking negatively about his mother mm-hmm. around him. You guys, that's toxic. And it's teaching your children the wrong thing. Yeah. Like and in that respect level that you talk about, I think these are big keys in this whole process. I think a lot of guys don't think through the fact that there's more to it than just fighting. Yeah. You've got to live at a higher level. You've got to live at a place where her and I may not see together eye to eye. She might see me as crazy and I definitely see her as crazy and I'm going to let everybody know she's crazy. You're going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to lose if that's your approach. So I think um, I just want to commend you on that and the lessons that you're te- teaching your son, you're teaching your son that, that like it's this is this is a personal responsibility take personal responsibility, control what you can control. Sure. You can't control your mother's crazy or whatever. I'm not calling your your ex-wife crazy, but I'm just saying in many situations, guys will say, oh, she's
0: crazy. She's off her rocker. Well, that's not helping anybody. Scott, there's a therapist that I uh, talk to, and it's it's via Zoom. And her big thing is that, you know, not to diagnose people because you just, until they're diagnosed, you don't know. But she calls, the it's, they're called hijackals. And she says they hijack mm. relationships from you. And I, I always thought that that was really a, a key element. And it's really and good said, work on yeah. you, though, and also set parameters, you know, have very clear. I, I've learned this a lot. This I've learned to say this a lot. There's this this conversation is no longer productive. <laughs> and and here's the hard part. Oh, that's yeah, good. It's, yeah. it's really good because it, listen, I think men are immediately put on the defensive when it comes to relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, uh, tumultuous. And like you said, toxic relationships were immediately put on the defensive. And the more you defend yourself, the, the worse the situation becomes because it, it never looks good and right. it never looks good. And I've learned that. I mean, I, I've, I've learned this conversation is no longer productive to say that over and over again. So, and, uh, you know, it, it's been a, a, an interesting experience at my age. You know, I think guys in their twenties and thirties are experiencing this. I'm in my fifties and experience. Oh yeah. This. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, uh, when you said that you're
1: a double nickel 55, what I, the thing I love about that, I'm 49. Yeah. I believe I'm 49. Um, and I think a lot of guys are like, I'm 30 and I'm failing. My marriage failed and I don't have, you know, custody of my kids. And I'm like, yeah, I mean started yet. Like, I mean, you know, guys like us, we're just we're just starting to kind of pick up our pace. And mm-hmm. and um stop comparing yourself to other 20-year-old, 30-year-olds who have more than you because there's a really good chance they're gonna have a big life event happen and they're gonna be back at that sure. starting line again. So I think it's really encouraging um that guys our age get to talk about these things. <laughs> it's true yeah yeah uh what advice can you give you know we kind of covered on multiple things is there any more advice you can give to guys
0: who are really really struggling to get more custody or custody of their kids because I think that's a that's a big deal yeah I I first you know surround yourself with the right support structure make sure that you've got the, the people in place that can help you and don't be afraid and what I love about you know the pot your podcast with you know it. when you talk about brotherhood, it's like seeking out a brotherhood, it doesn't necessarily, especially in these situations, it can be anybody, family members, it can be friends, they don't necessarily have to be men, they can be females that are going to be really supportive of what you're trying to do. And guys, document everything. Yeah. Like, I mean, every every little thing that you might think is not important ends up being very important if you're diligent about that. And by the way, that that contributes to how diligent you're going to be with other things when you start to document everything. And make sure, Always, make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Like, make sure that, you know, you know exactly why you're doing what you're doing and not that it's not a petty contest. It's really about like, do you truly love your kids? And we, what will you do to, to, to facilitate having more custody of those kids and don't bad mouth yeah. the, the other parent, your, 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 your spouse, your ex spouse, just don't do that. We're all, hey, listen. I've been guilty of it. I've done it. in the, in the past. Uh, And, and you have to stop yourself and really think and take those emotional checks and guys just, yeah, make sure that you've got the people that are around you that will support you. Don't try to do it alone because you're, it's not going to work. That's what I'll tell you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that, you know, I started thinking about the document, everything, and I'm thinking of taking screenshots of your text messages, (gasps) right? Just keeping those text messages. They're going to disappear. Something could happen. The screenshots, but this is what doing screenshots of your text messages, mm-hmm. you can't leave out your half nope, of it. You can't. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, take screenshots of those and put them on a Google doc that lives forever and just stack them. Boom, 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 boom. Right. I'm, I'm talking tactics here. So, um, but what, the, what is that going to do? It's going to make you very, very aware of the words you use and the accusation, because if you come off as accusational or, or, you know, evil or mean sure. or anything, that's going to work against you. So think of every single thing you say and assume, absolutely assume that your ex is doing the same screenshots sure. and maybe or may or may not be thinking through the same consequences of their end of the conversation. So, um, and, and I, I, you know, this is like probably years worth probably, you know, cause you never know what's going to happen. And I hate to say, be paranoid, but I would say be prepared.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, completely prepared. I have nine years of text messages that are screenshotted, just wow. so you guys know that. And, you know, and also, listen, my son has a medical condition, too. My son has ARFID, which is a eating disorder. Um, it's called uh, it's avoidant restrictive intake food disorder, where there is a hypothalamus issue where hunger is not. It's just it doesn't register the same way it does for all of us. So there's a process behind that as well. So dealing with that, but and that's been a year of diagnosis. But but again, that there's a reason why, you know, that that's part of the you said about stacking things. That's the reason there's part of the medical end of it as to why I'm doing what I'm doing. But guys, yeah, Damn. Scott's right where you got to be culpable for what you do. And, that, you know, be honest. And if you like, yeah, there's going to be times if you lashed out via text message too. don't don't hide behind saying, well, I didn't do that and. Hey, you did. Right, so you can just be honest about it, and that's it, it. That and that accounts for a lot because I do think it. You make you make it. You humanize everything about yourself too, and you're not just. Don't be a victim. Uh, that's the one thing. Yeah. Don't be a victim. That's a big. That's a big thing.
1: Is, is don't be a victim, and that kind of goes back to the bison story. Like, yep. right? I'm not going to be a victim of this this storm. I'm gonna I'm gonna just take it head on. Whereas the cow, the cattle are like I'm. I'm going to be, I'm going to get in trouble if I don't don't run away sure. from this thing. And I think it's just so applicable in everything you do. And, um, the other thing that I think is really lost on a lot of people, men, women, everyone is the, is the being a, a victim, the victim card, like, just like, Hey, if your ex is a horrible person, so be it. They, no one needs you to point it out. No. Like sure. no one needs you to talk about it. Your kids absolutely do not need you pointing out each little thing because guarantee they see it at some sure. level and all you're doing is creating resentment. So I, you know, I, I just really tell men like really, really assess, take a, a quick self-assessment, audit your attitude, audit your words, audit your behavior around your kids and your ex and your relationships. often, Uh, and be your biggest critic on that and work like your life depends on it because your kid's life could depend on it. It's true. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you, I mean, I think, I think I know the answer to some of this, but how did you, um, not fold during all these changes? I mean, you're talking about the business the business thing. And that would just wreck some guys. I mean, it, it wrecked them. I mean, you, you've had these brick and mortars and a lot of guys kind of identify their identity is wrapped up in those types of things. And here you are take making a complete change. And you talked about like stepping into your real purpose, like, it, you know, the new things you're doing, but that, di- that didn't happen. Like, you know, at the snap of your fingers, no. let's talk about a little bit about that process. Well, I think
0: the biggest thing again is, is falling back on your support structure. And Mm -hmm. I was very fortunate. Listen, I mean, very fortunate to be in two organizations that the support structure that the two founders are two of my very good friends. So that really helped an awful lot. And also, you know, Karen really that's my girlfriend. Karen has really said, hey, you know, you have a talent that is more geared towards motivating people at a grander scale. You should do this. These are the things that you should be doing. Not now. There's nothing wrong with this training seven year olds. There's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's, it's nope, very nope. rewarding. But also, it, it, I'm, I feel I'm at the point now where I want to reach out to more people such as myself, men in the situation that I'm in, or, you know, it could be anybody in, 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 in trying to overcome what they feel are their obstacles. The key in that is that support structure, because if you don't have that, that level of belief in yourself, is really tough to maintain. You can say it, and people always do. Yeah. Yes, you have belief. Yes, I have belief. Yeah. But do you really have it? And are, do you have the people that are around you to help you express what 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 your real purpose ends up being? So I think that's 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 key. That's really key because if you do see what your real purpose is, all that other stuff, the you know, the, you identify with, you know, your gym or anything or, or whatever you own kind of diminishes a little bit when you have the people around you that are going to help you, help you guide. You need your own, here's you need a coach. You need your own coach. That whole, that whole story of, you know, somebody, somebody that's going to take you to somewhere better. That's a coach. And if it, and if you can like, I mean, you know, Scott, you don't even know this. like, I consider you one of my coaches. Like you, you, that's awesome. Thank you. You're well, I mean, you, you are, and it doesn't matter age. It doesn't matter where we are in our life, but, it's that person that's gonna influence you to be just better. That's yeah. what I think it is about like, I refused to fold uh, over a gym.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, and that's just, that's just planting your identity outside of what you do or how you do it, right? And and um, you, you made a really good point about a coach or a mentor. I was listening to, I think it was Ryan Holiday in an interview with uh, Tim Ferriss. And he said, you need a mentor. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is your mentor doesn't necessarily need to know that they're (laughs) your mentor. He's like, right? Like he's like, some of these people are out of reach. I'm not out of reach, but some of these people are out of reach. He goes, I have some mentors because I read every single blog that they write. I watch every single episode of whatever they're putting out. I watch their YouTubes. I listen to their podcasts. I follow their direction and apply it directly to my life. And so there's these guys that are like, well, I can't afford a coach or I can't, you know, the person I really want isn't available. Well, that's BS. That's that's absolute BS. Sure. A a coach that you're paying is absolutely going to be very motivated to help you and make some massive change. But I love that you brought that up because I think that's really important. And another thing I love that you brought up was having those people anchored in your Mm -hmm. life. I mean, that's why, you know, there's several things that cause the brotherhood to grow. But having a group of men that I had anchored as an anchor in my life, I was going to bring it. I was going to find it. I was going to create it because I couldn't find exactly what I wanted. So I'm like, I'm going to create this thing, and um, then Josh had his reasoning to to do this as well. And it's been phenomenal because now I'm I'm in touch with people like you, and then you know, uh, I've been in a lot of pain and I post that in the group. I'm, I have a lot of physical pain right now. That. It really sucks. And I'm a jerk because of it. And people are supportive. And there's just this thing of somebody calling and saying, Hey man, how you feeling? Cause you know, that really sucks. And this is, you know, what are you doing? What's working for you? What's not working for you? That's what every man needs. And you've had it with your, you know, your, your circle with, your business, you kind of have these really cool circles that you've built through that. But I, I think every man needs to have that circle. And here's my warning to men out there. It doesn't mean that's your bros from high school or college, because you may need to outgrow them. And it doesn't mean it's your coworkers because they may be stuck. They may have some things that aren't so great that you're picking up. So look for a group of men who are going to hold you to a higher accord. And that's my my thing is just go go and reach up, like search up from you because that's where growth happens. It sounds like you've
0: always had those people in your life and you're providing that
1: for other people as well. Well it's even you
0: talk about that we we always say in in uh, in our kind of our 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 coaching network in Parisi that you know your your net what is it your your net worth is defined by your network. So the five people that you surround yourself with are usually determinant of yeah. your success. And I've had people, they've been jettisoned, because they certainly were not contributing to my growth. And it doesn't matter if it's a who, who it doesn't matter who it is in your life, like you said, it could be anybody. But if it, for everybody out there, if you have a group of friends that are not helping you grow, it, it doesn't make any sense to be to be with them anymore. And that's right. a hard that's another hard decision relationship wise that if it's, it's the old adage when you talk about being in a relationship that if that person's not helping you grow, they're not challenging you in any way it, it it's not gonna work you know yeah one hundred percent and I think we that's
1: another i'm I'm really into auditing yeah. so I do this a lot. I look at my week and like, where did I fail? Where did I succeed? What do I need to work on and I think men need to audit their mm-hmm. circle. I audited my circle. Um, just a little back, back, I made a post about this this week and and I audited my circle and I'm like, they're amazing and they're helping me grow, but there's a cap where I'm growing. And so I made the decision to do something that I literally can't afford. And I joined a group of people that are higher, much, much, much higher level than me. And I know that that's going to be a pretty amazing return on investment over time. Um, and so I would just uh, had an interview with someone that's talked about COI. Have you ever heard the term COI? I know. Tell me that. Okay. Cost of inaction. Ooh. So we always talk about ROI as the the you know return on return on investment. Well, what's the cost of not doing anything? And in this case, like I was like, if I don't put out this $1,000 a month that I do not have, if I do not put out $1,000 a month, what is that going to cost me? Well, I'm never going to get the money. <laughs> to be able to afford this. If I surround myself with millionaires, which is what I've done, if I am in the the likes of people making millions and millions of dollars, I am going to learn the skills, the strategies, the conversations, the mindsets, the actions that will actually make this not that hard for me to pay for. So the cost of inaction is staying at or below the level I currently am. So... I think we all has, have to like, like, and I think you wrote that down, which I think it, I just did too. When I was interviewing these guys, I was like, holy crap, I got to write this down. This is insane. Um, yeah, I mean, now I'm like looking at all this cost of inaction over my life. And I think there's a lot of men really suffering at the cost of inaction. It could be that you feel driven to, to start a business and you're like, if I do that, I'm not going to have any money for years, but what's the long-term cost? Right. What's the long-term, what's the cost on your internal being? What's the cost on you thinking for the rest of your life? What, what if, the, the what if life is, is not a life to live? It doesn't
0: sound to me like you're, you're living a what if life. Not now, <laughs> I did. I mean, so, I yeah. mean, I lived in a lot of fear for the longest time. And I think it was, uh, um, it, it certainly, it, it, it didn't allow me to kind of see beyond that, it, what I was afraid of. And, and oftentimes, right. but the whole point of fear is in the end, like, it's not stopping. Like you're going to be afraid. I mean, it's, you're going to be afraid to do new things. I mean, scary yeah. stuff. But 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 then if you didn't take the steps, there's the cost of inaction. I mean, I looked at my look at what my father did. My father, his cost of inaction was death. My, you know, a massive heart attack because my dad, I always say this you know guys so you know like he smoked about four packs of cigarettes a day my dad drank a fifth of gin a day my dad was in a high stress job in publishing when he had a job but it wasn't that that's not what killed my father my father just he couldn't get past his fear to move forward and Mm. at 46 because he was 46 when he died that's what cost him his life and I you know I firmly believe that now and i've I've spoken about it before to to groups of people that that's that's what stopped him that's what ultimately put him in an early grave was that he he just couldn't get past his fear and you talk about yeah. that 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 that's the biggest cost of inaction you know and uh yeah, I know Whew, there's a whole lesson <laughs> right there that's
1: big that is so yeah. big i mean that is um i Men, you need to hear that. (laughs) You need to stop, pause, and think of this right now. What is the cost of some things that you are inactive? Like, what is the COI for you right now? Like, I don't know that there's any man, no matter how successful, that there's not some cost of inaction occurring. And I know in my life there's been a ton of it. And right now, on this moment, actually earlier, I've made a decision that ends now my fear of not of losing income or not having enough to pay the bills is gone. I can't, I can't live under that fear. And I'm being very honest. That's a huge, huge mental block for me. And I know that I know that I know that that fear has actually kept me from ever getting outside of that. And, and by all means I'm successful compared to, you know, what a lot of people would say very successful, but there's still, I've put a, glass ceiling on myself. You know, we talk about glass ceilings working for corporate or working for a company. I can only make so much money and then I'm done. I'm stuck. Don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to your relation. Don't put a gra- glass ceiling on your relationships. Don't put a glass ceiling on your income. Don't put a glass ceiling on your personal go- growth. Calculate the cost of inaction.
0: Wow. that That's powerful too. Okay, I'm stepping off that that soapbox. It's power. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. You gain, you gain, you gain, you gain, and everybody uses this word. They don't like the word control. But what you're able to do now is it's like the Hulk. Now you can control, you know, when and you when you need that power. And I you know I think that that's uh, yeah, it's that's, that's incredibly important. Scott, like that a lot of people don't mm-hmm. take into account. They they literally just continue to live in fear all the time. So right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's obvious to me that you haven't. I mean, you're not now. So you you sh- you aren't a part of the brick and mortar no. anymore. And you're you're still a Parasy coach, I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm an independent, you've been doing independent, for, independent for license forever. owner,
0: and I'm a corporate officer. So I go and I certify staffs all over the country, and oh, rad. It's, it's awesome. I mean, I get to influence people a little differently than I did before. There's more impact behind it. I, you know, it's it's adjusting where there's not. I'm not having. I don't have memberships to to bolster and give me a steady income. Right. But that's okay right. because
1: now you got to fight. I, for I it. can
0: I can do more now. I it's so yeah you know. I can do more. So, you know, podcasting, I, I I can actually dive into what I really want to do and not be, listen guys, I, I lived an hour from my facility.
1: This episode of the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast is brought to you by Direct Hemp. Direct Hemp are the CBD experts who stand behind all of their products, their providers, and all of the great science behind new innovations in the space. So I've been using some of their products, uh, specifically Charlotte's Web Sleep Gummies. This is a hemp extract infused gummy with melatonin. And I'll tell you what, my wife and I have both experienced amazing results from using these sleep gummies. We're sleeping better, we're waking up more refreshed, we're falling asleep faster, we're getting more REM sleep. I really pay attention to my sleep analytics. I have several apps and devices that actually record how well my sleep is and these things make a massive difference. And why do I care? Because sleep improves good sleep, improves judgment recovery. It reduces stress. It reduces inflammation. It improves memory and aids in weight loss among other things. And these are all scientifically backed facts. So you need to be getting better sleep. And the best place to get your sleep products is through direct Hemp. So check out the show notes. There will be a link to get 15% off. Use the coupon code brotherhood, and you'll be on your way to better sleep with great tasting, very effective gummies, as well as hundreds of other brands and companies or uh, products that you will enjoy.
0: So to put oh, the, to man. put this in perspective, brutal, yeah. So I bought a I bought a I had to buy a hybrid car uh, in uh, January of twenty twenty one. I've put sixty one thousand miles on that car. No, sixty one thousand. Now I drove to Disney World and back. I mean, I've done that, but most Still, of the driving yeah. is just compounded 150 miles a day over and over and over again. I don't have to do that anymore. And yeah, that it does release a lot of pressure where I feel I can do more stuff and then being disciplined to do what I'm destined to do. That's it.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that was, you cut the cord, you you literally cut a cord that was probably holding you back. I just want to say that if you're ever in Texas, the northern part of Texas, Dallas area, you, you, and you're doing you're teaching somebody or or something, uh, you need to reach out. We need to go. Oh my gosh, yeah, of course, but, yeah. Uh, there are
0: several in, in northern yeah, Texas. Yeah. several Parisi's.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. I am absolutely sure. It's it's kind of a big place. <laughs> it's a big place. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I I like this. I, you just kind of like put this picture in my head of a, of a you know cutting a cord. Like you literally cut you 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 cut this thing that was kind of maybe holding you back. Mm-hmm. Three hour two two to three hours in the car a day. Mm-hmm. Sure, you can do Car University where you're listening to you know podcasts and and um, but you can actually work on family connections during that time. You can actually work on building a business and, and increasing you know your opportunities in that time. And I think again, the cost, these costs all level out and you have to like really look at them. So I, I'm I'm glad you did True. that. I think it's a, it's going to be exciting to watch for yeah, sure. No doubt about for it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So how let's, let's one more thing I want to cover when you're kind of going through some of these big changes, I want to, I want to lay out a model for men who are going through some big changes or or, are stepping into some fears or or are in the middle of the storm. What was your technique? Did you literally call these people up that are in your circle? Did you send them messages? I I, I really want to walk out a blueprint for people who need support.
0: Yeah, I think I'm I'm a, I'm a relationship guy. So I decided to call people and, mm -hmm. and make the phone calls and talk to them first or or at least, or text message them and say, Hey, look, this is, I, I, I want to talk to you about these different things. And lastly was email, because I just think email sometimes is so impersonal. Uh, and yeah. in, in my, they want to hear from you. Uh, even if, even if you could say, um, a couple of people, I asked to have coffee or go to lunch and talk to them about the different things. And then not being afraid to say to, you know, cl- even clients, even parents of kids I've coached, hey, look, this is what I'm doing. I'm making some changes. And, you know, to every single one of them was supportive. And I I mean, every single one. So that phone call connection, because I've been brought up in that world of that. The phone Mm -hmm. really makes the difference in business that you call. People still want to hear voices and talk to people. So that's literally that's the first thing I did was start calling people. And then you start to text them as well, because some people are obviously (laughs) <laughs> more accessible in that regard, and then realize this too, that you're also going to have some people that that and I what I found was m- my adult community, the training for my training uh, adults, they were less supportive. Uh, there were there were some that were very supportive, but when you affect change in adults, they don't like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. that so be be aware, there's going to be people that they're not going to agree with you, and. Yeah. And they're going to, you know, and some might actually completely cut you off. And at first I was, I was, I was hurt more than anything else about that because you've dedicated so much of your time and life into them. But then you take a step back and you realize that, yeah, there's, there's that, you know, you said it, it's your COI, you know, and, and if you yep. take in action and yep. don't do something you're, you're, I mean, at least you let them know where you are. And let them make exactly. their own determinations. You can't control what people are thinking. So blueprint. I still think it's gonna be up to each individual to kind of map out where they are. But I'm gonna tell you as 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 a as a man, talk to people. Like really talk to people. That's that's what I wanted what I was hoping
1: you would mm-hmm. say. So it's the voice, the actual voice inflection under people actually hearing yes. what's going on in your life. And it's just getting over yourself get like the ego is the biggest i mean ryan holiday has ego is the enemy is a great book by the way but it is such a huge enemy of progress for you and what i've learned eric is when i can't get someone by phone or i know they're incredibly busy instead of just texting them i'll voice record a text that's a great idea so that they hear or or a video i want them to see and hear because all inflection is lost I don't care if you do italics or exclamation points or bolds or whatever. All inflection is lost through email or text. So my suggestion for men is drop the freaking ego. Just get rid of the ego. Become vulnerable because your buddies are in the same place. And if somebody replies and say, man, you're just pussy, guess what? That's someone that's no longer in your circle. It's not because you're offended. It's because they're not backing you up. It's because they're not being a rock for you. Hey, like if they feel that, like if I feel that about somebody, I'm like, hey man, I'm going to tell you the truth. You're not seeing this right, right now. From my perspective, you are not seeing this right and you're, beca- you're, you're acting a little bit like a victim. That's what a friend does. They say, hey, you sound a little bit like you're, you're kind of being a wuss, but here's the way I see it. That's a good friend. Someone who's telling you the truth, but it's a really easy to delineate who's going to help you grow and who's not. But, um, you know, I've been really into this video tech. I'll just take a I quick like video and send it to him. And it's, and then, you know, that moment of vulnerability can lead to much deeper relationships. But I think we just got to put away, for sure. <laughs> we got to put away that ego. We got to cry. I it. agree. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with the growth and what's going on with you is you're like, I got to I got to
0: be vulnerable and reach out to the people that care. Yeah. And I think that that so. word vulnerability, I think, like you said, I mean, men have to realize it's 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 cool to be vulnerable. It just makes you stronger. And and yeah. you've been conditioned for a long time not to be. And there's there's strength in vulnerability. Uh, I believe yeah. that. And uh, if you asked me 10 years ago, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have said that I, I wouldn't me neither 35 years ago. Yeah. But now I realize it's it's a very important part of being a man. And, uh, and, yep. and stepping up to, to what your true purpose is. Ah, boy, that's a good place to end. <laughs> that's really good. Uh, Eric, you're, uh,
1: you dropped so many truth bombs and helpful things today for, for men that are s- still married, married, men that are not, men that haven't yeah. been married. It's, uh, these are life lessons that every guy must, must, must learn. I agree. Um, I really appreciate you, brother. I appreciate I really you do. too. More than you know, Scott. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, you guys will have Eric's credentials in the in the I'll show, show notes if you want to reach out to him, um, or if you're really just interested in what's the Parisi School speed or what's what it is that you're doing. Uh, Eric's a cool guy, and um, uh, reach out to him. He's he's awesome. So with that, I'll say goodbye, man. Right, my man. Thank you so much. Yeah, we'll be
0: talking soon.
1: We will. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you so much for listening. And thank you for uh, um, guys like Eric who are just like out here telling it like it is and showing us uh, the way through the storm when it really matters.
0: Thank you for listening to the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, your family, and follow us on social media. If you are a father, make sure you join our Facebook group, The Brotherhood of Fatherhood. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more podcasts from the Brotherhood of Fatherhood.